This week's episode of Hey How You Doing by Jimmy is brought to you by the Robocallers Union of America. Not every life needs a pulse to matter, but every car must extend its warranty. Enjoy the show. Every day is Valentine's Day in luscious lingerie by Larry Feinstein. Designer, Edco tour of costumes for such films as When Harry Met Sally and Elf. Life, love, lingerie between your linens and in your life. That's a Larry Feinstein guarantee. Promo code, hey, how you doing? Greetings, humans, New York, beyond... This is Jimmy. This is another episode of Hey, How You Doing? We're kicking off a beautiful Memorial Day weekend, except it's raining like shit over here. But, you know, we figured we we give you some good times via conversation. I'm sitting here with a new guest. She's in studio right next to me. Uh, Sapphire Jade. Hey, how you doing? Hi, Jimmy. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, like you said, name's Sapphire. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, of course. So, uh, look, let's let's kick off. What do you do... Uh, you know, why don't, why don't you tell us, it could be your background in, uh, just, you have the floor. Sure. So, my name obviously is Sapphire. I started working about two and a half years ago as a afterlife and spiritual medium. So, that essentially means that I am able to communicate and translate words from people's dead relatives. And people hire me to talk to their loved ones who have gone beyond the uh, pale of life. And have entered the other side, and I'm kind of the Rosetta Stone to talk. The Rosetta, like a you're like a Doctor Phil for the deceased. That Doctor Phil for the deceased should be my new tagline. Okay, so you work. Who are your clientele? So I mostly work with high profile, um, mostly you know Fortune 500 companies, executives, C level suites, as well as some. You know I dabble in the art world because this is New York. We have some very high profile clients who are looking to talk to their either their dead children, their dead parents, their dead grandparents, to resolve um, unsolved issues. How'd you get, uh, before we get into you know, how it all works, how'd you get situated in the corporate world? That's, that's very odd. You, you hear like celebrity uh, medium or, right. you know, you're, you're run of the mill, right. like birthday party medium, that kind of thing. Uh, why are you in the white collar world? So it started three years ago in Cabo San Lucas at a timeshare corporate retreat that I was attending. I was one of the presenters for one of the programs called How to Upscale Your Vertical Integration. I'm dead already. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I quickly realized midway through the session, I had had, you know, I was on ecstasy at the time during this presentation that I had more to give. I started to see. Wait, every... are you are you an employee or? You... I was a presenter. Okay. I was a special presenter, trying to help you know people who are at the bottom rung of the corporate ladder crawl their way up to the top. But then I saw an almost I had an almost out of body experience during this Cabo San Lucas corporate retreat, where while on ecstasy I saw myself floating above the presentation, and I thought, if I'm able to see myself like this, I must be able to see others. I quickly pivoted one uh, about halfway through this Just to set the scene, are you sure. presenting? It sounds like you're in the audience watching somebody else go. I'm watching myself present at this point. But, I'm sweating but you're buckets. Present, you're, okay, okay. Gotcha. I'm sweating buckets at this corporate retreat on ecstasy. And here's the, here's the situation, though, is that I realized midway through this, this presentation that I had to pivot. 
And so I decided to pivot and quickly, I stopped the slides, I stopped the presentation. I said, okay, I'm getting a lot of energies in the room. Who here recently had a child that died? And all of a sudden, this young man, this, this semi-young man in the back raises his hand and he says, well, I have. My son died in a hot tub accident. And I said, how recently was this? He goes, well, it was about two weeks ago. Why he was at this corporate retreat, I do not know. But I said, excuse me, sir, is your son's name Jacob? How was I supposed to know that? Okay. Only due to my feelings, and I'll, I'll just say this much. I was able to have an incantations and was able to speak for this, this gentleman's son as him, to him. I see. So, okay, so your presentation became a, a, a complete, it was started one way, and it went, it, now, we're, now we're talking psychic medium it's, work. It's paranormal activity on, uh, on the 401 And his young level. Jacob has died in a hot tub accident. He's died in a, in a hot tub accident, and his father was to blame. Okay, and then what? So then what? You, you start. Becoming... I call him upstage. Okay. I grab both of his hands, this man, Michael Scoop, and I said to him, Mr. Scoop, I am going to speak to you as your son, Jacob. And so people in the audience at this point, they're, they're expecting how to get ahead in their corporate in the, in life. The, in the, these are. These are pencil pushers and time clock managers. And who you've can't, thrown that out the window. And we've thrown this out the window. They couldn't tell uh, an Excel spreadsheet from their from their assholes, to Yet be honest. They're in Cabo. Uh, but they're in Cabo. You know, I'm they're sure being rewarded, of obviously, for their quote-unquote hard work. And I said, derail the session. Derail the session because all of a sudden... How did this come... Did it... Was it a... like? So you're tripping on ecstasy, but it, was it like a sudden jerk or... Well, I have some questions about your background, like how sure. you guys start. But finish this story. How'd you end this retreat? I grab this man, Michael Scoop's hands, and I start speaking in his son's voice. I say, Daddy, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. And over the next 30 to 35 minutes, via both a PowerPoint presentation and our, our, our physical body work that we were doing together, we were able to resolve this man's this man's absolute blame for himself in the death of his child and the responsibility that he felt he was abdicated from. Right. After this session's over, I mean, there was not a dry eye in the house, including my own. I'm, I'm crying, I'm sweating, mostly due to the ecstasy, and we resolved something then and there. Beautiful. This man turns to me, he says, I don't know who you are or what you're able to do. This is Michael Scoop. Michael Scoop. You need to do this full-time, professionally. And I said, Mr. Scoop, you're right. And from that moment forward, three years ago, I've been taking ecstasy at least three times a week and speaking to high C-level executives for, you know, media companies, startups, technology companies, going into their offices and becoming a conduit for their dead loved ones. I love, I love stories where the unexpected sort of shines through, it champions Ex through. Expect the unexpected, even in the corporate setting. Wonderful, wonderful. And I, I imagine you you had the rest of your PowerPoint to go, but, you know, screw we had that. To, we, had to, we had to scrap it. We quickly pivoted. And all of a sudden, Sapphire Jade is the talk of the sea level. So this is a gift. Sweet. This is a, a serious gift you have. It's now, a gift. Now, going back. It's a gift. Did you, did you, was this a childhood gift that you had noticed? Or what, was it then and there that you realized you had a gift? You know, I had always found myself being drawn to the dead. Um, whether that was hanging out at morgues you know, uh, candlelight vigils, whatever it was. I was I was a part of that world. I didn't know... Hanging out at the morgue, that's an interesting... Uh, that's, that's unusual. You know, I was a coroner in college. Okay. I was a coroner's assistant. I, so I've always had this fascination with the dead. 
all of a sudden I realized, you know, maybe this isn't the world for me. It's not a very lucrative society or a lucrative industry. The rather. living world, you mean? The the, the the dead world was not okay, gotcha. at the time as a corner of the system. What do you make, if, now, if I might ask? Nowadays, I'm making upwards of six figures to talk to... to that's very... Imp- to that's, an all-state CEO. That's more money than I could have a dream of. It was more money than I could dream of, both dead or alive. But I was tired of working in this business setting. I was not being taken seriously as Did a... Did you have benefits? What kind of benefits did you have? Oh, I, I had fantastic benefits. Dental, vision, okay. the works. You know, it's the corporate executive. Well, they want to keep you, know, you alive. They want to keep me alive and they want to keep me afloat. But then I said, you know what? Fuck this. I am Sapphire. I have taken ecstasy enough times in my life that I feel fully prepared to enter a new, a new profession. I decided to take this profession full on and said, you know what? There's nothing like it. There's nothing better than this. I was talking to the VP of Finance at Omaha Steaks not two weeks ago. Talking I'm a to proud, his... By the way, I'm a proud supporter of the Omaha Steaks franchise. And I didn't even know that. So I shouldn't disclaim... You, you know, looked in the, my fridge... Full of, full of, you got ribeyes, you got tomahawks. I was looking Omaha at... Steaks, promo code Jimmy. So you are sponsored. That's huge. So I'm talking to the VP of Omaha Steaks who had, you know, his his father used to beat the living daylights out Is of Is this him. what, all right, just so, because I'm, I'm a little lost. You're talking to the VP of Omaha Steaks. Are you a medium yet? Or I was is this a medium pre-medium? at this point. This, okay. this was two weeks ago. Okay, This is gotcha. my most recent. You're asking I just want to orient the, the listeners. Absolutely. I never felt like I had this ability until about three years ago. I think it was the combination of a really bad bout of ecstasy, bottled water, and a little bit of sunstroke in Cabo. I felt this was enough to turbocharge me through the rest of my life into a career in the paranormal. I get into this world of paranormal. Here I am two weeks ago talking to the VP of Omaha Steaks. What's his name? His name is Mike Miller. Mike Miller is there, and he has. I'm talking to him about his issues with his father, his issues that he has still having a lot of, let's say, resentment towards his father, and a lot of issues in 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 his inability to perform at his job and in the bedroom because of this. So the the father has to be dead. That's the father like, is dead, anciently dead. So you can't like if I had marital problems, I can't come to you because my wife's no well unless alive. unless she's quote unquote missing. Then I cannot help your marriage. Only 48 hours. Okay, yes. You know, it's the same as a, you know, it's the same. People are always asking me, you know, Sapphire, can you bring back my child? Right. I said, well, if there's an Amber Alert, I can't bring it back quite yet. Okay. So you, you can't bring back. You can only talk. I can only channel. I cannot bring back. So, you know how, like, do you, do you have any work with police? Like, you know how, like, they all employ mediums on missing child's or missing person's cases is that to like to definitively say this person is dead exactly i am frequently asked by the by the boys in blue to to say you know they they approach me they give me a call hi sapphire like this is detectives you know irish guy calling from the 37th precinct or this is detective italiano right kevin o'malley yeah kevin o'malley or luigi d'intenzo or whatever right. you know that's the only types of cops we have i here only know two types of the nypd's cops. right you're either italian, italian or irish, irish two eyes or both but either way you're at the bar afterwards and you're at the bar afterwards and they give me a call and say we have this case 
this child has been passed away. His parents are very upset. Can you speak as the child? You know, most of my work is for children and elderly people because those are who dies the most frequently in my line of work. Is that true? Well, in my line of work. You okay. know, some people talk to, you know, I'm not going to bring back your 47-year-old dad. Right, who died on eating a chicken died. wing. Yeah, anybody who choked in or died on the toilet, I'm not bringing back. But I'm certainly, I'm certainly tasked quite frequently with communicating as someone who perhaps had an untimely ending. That's very dark. It's super dark. Okay, so Kevin O'Malley calls you up. Uh, Kevin O'Malley calls kid. me up. He says, what's your success rate? Oh, very low. I'd say 20% tops. You know, it really has a lot to do with how I'm feeling that day. The, the Whether it's the Scorpio rising, a Sagittarius setting, whatever Oh, the so fuck. you work in okay, astrology. Exactly, signs. yeah. The gastrological signs, if you will. And most of the time they say, could you conjure up my son? I say no. I try. I usually pretend to make something up or I'll at least, you know. Wait. Okay, go on. So it's a bit of a scam, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, okay. But for the 20%... Well, why are you very candid about that? You know, you can't tell people this is going to work 100% of the time. A lot of people say, well, the spiritual mediums, they're phonies. They don't know what they're doing. I do know what I'm doing, okay? I've been doing this for three years now, mostly in a lucid state. But if you are asking me to say, oh... Will you able to help me succeed now that I can put my child to rest or my father and mother yeah. to rest? Well, the kid, does it ever happen like the kid's like, hey, hey I'm in a dumpster. Yeah, exactly. So one time, this was about two years ago, I had a case brought to me about a child who had been uh, missing for about four days. And the parents said, please, we're desperate. We think our son, you know, he, he hit his head on a rock and he probably is halfway down the Erie, the Suez Canal now. Turns out we conjure him, we get the right things. You know, we, uh, the most important part is the experience itself, summoning the spirit. We need, I need three things from them. A, a clothing article from their loved one, some type of message that they'd like me to convey, and one of their favorite things in life. I need to know something personable about Tangible the, or... It could, it could even be a hobby, a favorite band, a film, you know. Oh, but it has to be tangible. But it has to be tangible. It can't be like a, a lust for life. No, it cannot be... Appetite for life, exactly. It has to be, they really liked Death Cab for Cutie or something like that. And so I'm in one hand, I'm holding a candle. The other, I'm holding, you know, a Dwayne Reed bag filled with all of their favorite things. And all of a sudden, I feel this rush. A rush, Jimmy, will come over me. And I will start to be able to speak. You're on drugs, so it's... I'm on drugs, so I'm, I'm... Something's percolating inside of me. And I am able to conjure up the voice of this person whether it's an 82-year-old Italian dead grandmother or a seven-year-old little Russian boy, and I'm able to speak as that person the, okay. to their loved ones. You're the mouthpiece I'm the mouthpiece. of the deceased. The mouthpiece for the deceased would be what I would describe a perfect description. So I don't want to put I you do. on the spot, but you know you do have this gift, as yes. you're explaining. Yes. And I don't know whether or not you've imbibed, uh, or do you imbibe drugs? Do you take, whatever yes, the you're, you're nomenclature is. Your intern handed me a little bit of crystal before okay, I got good. here. Good. Jesus Christ! That didn't, uh, we we clearly don't vet or screen who who decides to join would, our yeah, intern said, yeah, I, I you know we, we, the way we advertise is we go on Craigslist and we just say you know we'll we can't pay you but we can give you room and board. And I will say this: that works because here's the thing: the only reason I was connecting with you is because of this VP at Omaha Steaks says to me, "Boy, oh boy, thank you for helping me solve this issue in my life." My father finally stopped beating the shit out of me now that he's dead and I'm able to succeed in life. You need to go on my friend Jimmy's podcast. 
Like this guy's, I'm friends with him. At least he's he's a business connection. Well, I'll tell you what. Anyone who listens to my podcast is a, is a friend, friend. Is a friend, friend of mine. Friendo Jimmy. And anybody who pays me in Omaha stakes and or Bitcoin is a friend of mine. And uh, don't you have a? You had tried to bill. You invoiced us already. I've already invoiced your assistance and you. It's going to be five grand for the appearance. I'll waive that fee if I'm able to properly channel a loved one. So of yeah. Yours. Okay. Here's On what I want to do. I want to do that right now. Okay. Okay, do you, you do you do pets? I do pets. I do pets. Okay, I do pet. that is one of my many niches. So I uh, believe it or not, I had a snake growing up. His name was Billy. It's a corn snake. Um, I go on. I was a little kid at the time. I go on vacation. I put two two mice in there, thinking you know because that'll be enough. That'll be enough. Great. He eats both of them, but he he dies because it was a, it was a longer vacation than I thought. How many? Then my dad had thought, this? you know. Uh, how many years ago? Jesus. 30-something? Okay, that's enough time. We can conjure up Billy. Yeah. So he's buried in, in my backyard. Yes, we've dug him up. Here he is next to you in this yeah. shoebox with with the, with the some mice. Right. As well as a piece of a paper with what you want me to say to him. Yeah. Would you like to tell us, your listeners at least, what is it that you want me to convey? Well, to the, this all right, in this note, I pretty much say I'm sorry. I didn't think that the vacation would be that long. And my brother's a cunt. Okay, so let's start with that last part. Okay. I'm channeling But here. I said it with love. I, I know you did, and that's absolutely fine. I'm going to hold this candle, and if, if we can, okay. on the count of three, I'm going oh, to we got to light it? Hold on. Yep. All right. Billy, if you are in this room, Jimmy is here, and he says he's sorry. And his brother's a cunt. Whoa, I just got goosebumps. What happened? Did everything okay? Did it work? Yeah. Did well, it work? I, I f- yeah, I felt, some, I felt a little poke. Now, I felt something as well just then. And it felt like resentment. There was something built up in Billy just then. When I tried to communicate as him, there was a passive-aggressive nature to how he responded. Is there anything else you'd like me to communicate and see if he I can respond? Well, to ask him uh, if he thought I was a good guy, like a good owner. Billy, if you're in this room again, was Jimmy a good owner? That sounded a little uh, aggressive. He's pissed. Jimmy, he's pissed, but it's not at you. Okay. I have something here. It seems that... Before you are sweating. You went, By the I'm, way, he I'm is sweating he is buckets dripping. right now, and I think it's the crystal. It seems that during your time before you went on vacation, your brother took one of the mice out of his cage and starved your, your snake. Jesus. He doesn't blame you, but he does blame your family. Okay. Now this is just a part of what I do. You know, Wait, hold on. Let's okay, take a sorry, moment to pause. That sorry, was extreme that was very sorry. impressive. Okay. Thank you. Thank you all. That was very impressive. That was beautiful. I'm shaking. Yeah, you're shaking, you're sweating. That 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 must take a lot out of you. It certainly takes a lot out of me, but it feels like there's something in me now, too. Yeah. That was a very weird experience for me. Yeah? Why yeah, we could see we got we got some of the interns crowded around there. They were trying to take a look. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, there are key six yeah, interns. Yeah, six of them, I know. Anyway, so... I'm telling to go home, but uh, Jesus. Okay, so it seems that the snake issue has been resolved between... It's resolved. Between I, didn't, you. I didn't even know there he was does, an issue. He doesn't blame you. He blames your brother. I don't know what your relationship with your brother is. It seems he's still alive. 
And wow, that was really, really special for me. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for letting me do that okay. on air. Of course. And we actually for this one, we had fans uh, who actually know our email. That is hey how you doing podcast at gmail.com. They wrote in a dead relative that they want you to contact. So I have uh, That's amazing. I have Noam uh, from Brooklyn. Whoa. Yeah, and uh, he's got what is that? I, I can't read the Okay, so this is his dead sister. She oh was on a, a whitewater rafting trip. They passed she passed away, was a lost at lost in the Delaware yep. River gap. Thank you, Noam from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And he's Jewish too. He's Jewish. Jewish. Yeah, he signed it with that's, a thing. Tough times nowadays. Tough times. <laughs> Tough times to be a Jew. So Noam, I am channeling your sister's energy. He he obviously Rebecca. Rebecca. Rebecca, I am channeling her energy. Let's see what she has to say. Rebecca, if you're in this room, what do you have to say for yourself? So it sounds like she's still underwater. Um, I'm not sure how long ago, Noam, your sister passed, but it seems she's currently or still drowning in eternity. I'm not really sure what to do to resolve that, but it seems that Oh, hold on. I'm getting another message. Wow, no, this is really tough because, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm a medium, but I, I don't try to get involved. I'm a medium, not a mediator, as I say. But if you did want to check the devil, Del, Delaware water gap right now, she may still be alive. Thanks so much for writing in. All right, and with that... We're going to take a quick commercial break. This is, uh, hey, how you doing with you? I'm Jimmy. Hey, guys. It's me, River Phoenix. And if you're like me, then you suffer and struggle with chronic bowel inflammation. But if you're also like me, then you take Tums five times a day to relieve the brown incidents and burning. I'm going to need you to come down six feet under J.B. Hallinger's top service funeral home for the sacred welfare of your loved ones as they pass on to enjoy the rich bounties of the afterlife. First one's on the house, second one's cold prices, but we can talk turkey when you get here. 235 West Hollywood Boulevard, West California, California, A. Is that little cup really enough? Try it. Now that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes you get so much out of so little, like Charmin Ultrasoft. It's soft and more absorbent, so you can use seven sheets versus 28. Charmin Ultrasoft, America's softest bath tissue. Okay, and we're back. I'm sitting here with Sapphire, Jade, Chase, whatever. Um, we're going to jump into rapid fire. I don't know if you've ever listened to the show before. I'm just going to ask you a bunch of uh, questions in quick succession. First thing that comes to your mind. That sounds great. I'm ready. Celebrity crush. Hayden Panettiere. Product you can't live without. Pantheon Pro-V. If you're elected uh, New York City mayor for the day, what do you do? Get rid of the homeless people. Biggest regret in life? Not being a, a medium sooner in life. Your biggest win in life? Probably the time when I was 11, I was at a street fair, and it was sponsored by the Brooklyn Cyclones, and it was to throw a couple rings onto a hoop. You had to get the rings to through, through the hoop. I won season tickets to the Brooklyn Cyclones. Favorite midnight snack? Ooh! Hands down, Dunkaroos. Um, all right. If if you could talk to any dead person, if you could bring them back, I should say. Mm. Who do you bring back and why? I would have to say probably Princess Diana. 
And what I would say is, look out! <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. So uh, that was that was rapid fire. Wow, that was fun. That was quick. Fast. I blacked out for part of it. So, what was your childhood like? My childhood was pretty good. I where would you grow up? I, I so I, I spent the first <clears throat> ten years of my life in Maine. Growing up, my father was a survivalist, so he believed you know the end of days was coming soon. Um, so we mostly lived in a, uh, if you've ever seen Parasite, a sub-basement, kind of a bunker, if you will. With another family it was inside. Me, it was me, my three mothers, my father, and my two sisters, as Are you well polygamous? as myself. Well, my father was the polygamist, but he called it um, free and fun for all, was how he described it. I was the oldest of the sisters. It was me, Sapphire, obviously, and my two sisters were twins. They were Celine and Isabel. Okay. Um... Wait, this is interesting. You don't. Yes. All right, so it's... Oh, right. So then I moved to New York because my father accidentally set himself on fire one day by um, covering himself with paint thinner and then uh, trying to make a pop tart. Okay, so he he. So he passed. He we, passed. We got out okay. of the bunker. But zero to ten, I learned to hunt, shoot, fish, put duct tape to a flashlight, and knock someone over the head with it. You know, we really learned how to survive. Do you think your father passing at such a young age sort of instilled this uh, desire to communicate with those who have passed? I am only thinking about that now and connecting those dots. I think you're absolutely right. Right. I, I would say I hated the thought of death up until about three or four years ago. It made me sick. The smell of paint thinner, it's anytime I go to a funeral, I still smell that. Or, a, or, or a, a, a Pop-Tart, even. I get sick to my stomach. And I realize that perhaps this is because I have such a dark relationship with death. And now I feel like I have such an absolutely perfect relationship with do it. You, do you talk to him? Do you talk to your dad at oh, all? Oh, absolutely not. No, I would never do that. Plus, you know, you need some remains. And since there really was nothing left when he was uh, set aflame, that there, there's really nothing to channel him by. I haven't heard a good self-immolation story in a while, so I appreciate you bringing this, that in. And this was huge for me. And, you know, I, I if it wasn't for me being, you know, at our quote-unquote school that we were at that day, I would I would have been would have set put af- out the fire. Oh, I would have been set aflame myself with one of these oh, okay. s'mores Pop-Tarts. Was he doing it for any cause? Did he say any last words like, I'm going to, you know... I remember this, one's for, this I, one's for Maine. I remember he said right before he passed, he looked at me and he said, "What are you doing?" And that, and then he went to the other room, and the next thing you know, you smell charcoal. Okay, that's so not famous last words by any means, but you know, last words. So, growing up in a polygamist family, do you do you call? Am I right about that? You know, you look I'd, a little say, I'd say it's, it's definitely Polly. It's definitely Polly. a Polly family. I don't want to call... You correct me if I'm wrong on no, the No, please. Please. So you have three mothers. I have three mothers. They, were, they you... weren't given names, by the way. They just okay. had letters. Do you call X... them mother or just... No, XRL. XRL. Okay, and, and um, do you know which one birthed you? Not, no, none of the three of them, It's actually. kind of a crapshoot. It's kind of, you know, it's, it was... They... All three of them combined their powers to unite. They mixed their eggs with my father, Robert Seaman. And we actually had a fourth mother who birthed me and my Wait, twin siblings. Is it Robert Seaman or Robert Seaman? Robert Seaman, his last name is actually Gefilta. But it was his Seaman. Robert Gefilta is his name. We were given colors as our names, obviously, hence the name Jade Sapphire. It was a pretty fucked up family, I'd have to well, say. Well, you're the only one with it a was, color name. But, uh... I, okay, that's true. Just me, actually, now that I think about that. But, yes, so then the fourth mother, who was what we called the hips and the tits, 
She birthed all three of us, and then we left her for dead. So, all right, you obviously... Kind of an interesting childhood, right? Yeah, very right? Kind interesting. Kind of buried the lead on that. I mean, I, I think you, you kind of downplay the, the, the spiritual mediums that is not so interesting compared to a father who who basically set himself on fire yeah, he sounds a like a real renegade real a real renaissance man that's for sure survivalist so what what was the impending doom I think he was mostly worried about the Chinese or the Koreans. I think he, he said... <laughs> Doing what? I just think at he's taking over the economy. Uh, what they, why he was concerned about that in Maine, where there's you know, vanilla wafers as far as the eye can see. I'm not so sure why he was so concerned. I mean, he was a repairman. Nobody took his jobs. So, what, did he, what kind of repair? I don't mean to like get into it. About no, he was, he was a very interesting man. and you know, uh, Not as interesting as my spiritual work, but he, he, he worked on cars for the most part. He, he was a used car repair guy. He, had a, you know, he was a good, good, on good uh, terms with a lot of Volvo dealerships in the area. Okay, so he was like a pig. Yeah. Um, uh, why can you do it and I can't? Why, why can't I go out and talk to uh, Elvis? I, you know... I'm, I'm, I'm asked this question a lot. Friends, followers, clients, they all ask me, what is it that you have that I don't? And I honestly think it's a very rare blood type, a penchant for hard psychedelics, and perhaps just a little a little bit of training. A little bit is all you training. need. Training? Okay, yeah. so you you went to school? How, how, how... Two and a half years ago, when I first had this spiritual awakening three years ago, I decided to go apply to University of Phoenix online. They have a major in in spirit uh, in medium channeling, and I also got a full ride to go there to play fantasy baseball, though. So I had a fantasy baseball scholarship to the University of Phoenix, where I was a major in uh, I guess it's called the media uh, the, the dark the spiritual medium dark arts and a minor in business econ. So I really learned how to you know kind of. Jockey or, or channel both worlds. Right, so to, to integrate it into the business exactly. world. Exactly. I took a three-week course. Two, two weeks after that, I had a frame certificate. And about a month after that, I started my LLC. I See Dead People Incorporated. Okay. What kind of classes? Because it seems it like anyone could one. do that. Anybody can. But if you if you have the time, the resources, and a Wi-Fi password, you're good to go. Do you have any, if a client comes to you, do you have any limits? Yes. I will not. I will not physically be able to channel your loved one. Okay. Many clients come to me. They say, I've missed my wife. I've been so lonely. Right. She passed away two years ago, and they want to fuck me. Okay. They want to fuck me. They, wait, as who their wants wife, to fuck? As oh, their wife. I see. So you, or their husband. That's like an embodiment they type want of me, situation. They want to put their dead relatives' clothes on me, spray them in their sprays, dance with me. I don't allow any of that what stuff. What about, like, you take a trip to the city morgue, you find a, an attractive dead person, and, and you sort of juice them up like a Frankenstein situation? So I almost reanimate the corpse, yeah, can, if you will? Do, do, can you do that? I'm not able to do that. I don't I don't have the, um, the technical... The technology. Right, the technology or the um, capabilities. Again, this was a three-week course. Um... But I am able to speak as them and perhaps try to get some of the gestures. You know, if you saw when I was channeling your snake earlier, you did see me start to kind of yeah, there was gyrate, exactly. yeah. gyrate, if you will. Or when I, your, your listener, Nolan's, his drowning sister, I was foaming at the mouth. So there is some psychosomatic elements yeah. to it. A, but a, a mechanistic response. Exactly. But I cannot become said person. That is, is impossible for me to do. Dude, I, I'd imagine this line of work sort of unlocks some... Some secrets. Um, it certainly does. Or some uh, secrets 
and some deeper understanding of like what what it is to live to the human existence. Exactly. So what is you said you can't reanimate somebody? Sure. Why is that? Like, what is it that that you can't get at? You can't capture. Is there like a a, a certain spark that we have that you can't access, or is it just a cold? Hey, look, I, I, I can't reanimate this cold, hard, dead body. I, I think it's more of the latter. You know, if if I could, you know, almost ventriloquist dummy a corpse, of course I'd be bringing in these dead people to their homes. Right, you could, put, you could do I a have circus. A, I had, when I was working at the morgue at, at, at my junior year of college at DeVry University, I had a skeleton key for all the different bodies, and we'd bring them out, we dance with them, you know, <laughs> highly illegal stuff, obviously. Right. You went to DeVry also. I went to DeVry for my undergrad. You have a dual degree. And, and that was, but that was for forensics. That was for forensics with a minor in art history. Then, 20 years of corporate, of, of the, you know, the rat race, if you will, I then go back to school, Phoenix Online, fantasy baseball scholarship with a major in What's medium the, uh, and dark the mascot? arts. Oh, of Phoenix University? It's a pile of ashes. Hence, rising ah, like a gotcha. phoenix. That's you know, good... yeah, they're actually no longer accredited. So anyway, um, I cannot reanimate a body. I can try my best to embody that spirit, right. try to embrace the physicality, but I cannot be your. Well, because that wife. would almost put you out of business. You, you... It certainly. I, that, what would I be in the business of that? I'd be the greatest inventor of all time. I bring people back to life. Right. I don't have that level of technology or expertise. And I'd imagine because these bodies have been. Uh, it, Rotting, rotting, rotting flesh. You know, people always say, "Oh, if I could just hug my wife one more time." They don't mean it. Right. Not after three right. months. You don't want not, to. Get not after three years in Greenwood Cemetery. Slimy. Oh no! You know, one time it's so funny you say that. One time I was talking with a very, very famous actor whose name I won't say. Denzel Washington. Sorry, I had to do it. Who wanted me to talk to his dead brother? What's his brother's name? Marcus. Marcus Washington. And all of a sudden, I am channeling Marcus. I am speaking for him. And this man was so decomposed what is he, at this uh, point. I don't, I'll put you on the spot again. You could do an impersonation or sure. you could actually channel him. You know, I really don't want to do the voice of a black man on your show. Well, you but did it for Denzel. That's a good point. I did do it for Denzel. You're right. So, I'm talking... to Denzel's asking me about, you know, the, the, the disappearance of his brother... What happened? Where was the body found? And I respond, I say, Brother! You know what? Now that I say it out loud, anyway, so I'm explaining this, but meanwhile, halfway through the conversation, I'm managing to feel some physical aspects, and one of my eyeballs literally ejects from my skull. That's how closely connected I was at this point, and we had to stop the session. I said, I am becoming too much like you your said, brother. brother. I said, brother, and then you know, I just, I, I, my eyeball ejects, and I said, this is too much. This was that was the most intense session I had ever had. Yeah, Denzel still pays me, great guy. Did you, uh, did you vote for Obama? Absolutely, I did. Not the second time though. <laughs> what happened the second? Wait, all right. So he ran, he ran against uh, McCain the first McCain, time. McCain, you know, you hate, you hate that... McCain. But then he, you know, then you, you see Mitt Romney and you think, right. well, this, this looks like the guy on the Fruit of the Loom ads. He's just, I, I purely vote with my eyeballs. I'll just say that much. So. Oh, but, I mean, Barack's got some. Good looking stuff. guy. Good looking guy. And, you know, that was, I, in 2016, everybody was saying to me, Sapphire, you know, of course I was with Hillary. Of course, of course, of course. But I said, you know, I, I think Donald Trump will win. And they said, why is it? Because he's so hot. 
This is a visual society. You have an attraction to No, not me personally, but I can get I get it. I see what? why What's people think he's hot. Why is he hot? I mean, have you seen that body? Yeah, it looks like a uh you, it looks like when a, you put a bunch of leaves in a trash bag. It looks like a pear that died yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So but that's hot to some people. So yeah, anyway, I vote with my eyeballs. I voted for Obama once. I voted for Hillary. I voted for Joe Bizzle. Um but that's neither here nor there. Can you um Yeah, that's that's let's a little off topic. Can you channel living people? Like can you play telephone with somebody? Hmm. You know, I've never tried to conjure up. If a I had your person. gift, I'd be trying it left and right. I'd be would inanimate be... objects. Oh, so it would be a living person then. <laughs> it would be an inanimate object. Yeah, well, you so know. So who I... would be, who would be your ideal person if you could talk to anybody in the world right now who's famous? Who's who alive? Like to, who, who's alive? Who would you like to talk to right now? Uh, Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky. Okay, let me God, see. If I, I can... God bless him. Let, I, don't, I think me, he's alive. Let me see if I can conjure that up. No way. Really? The working class. No, not really getting that much was a, there. Yeah, Noam get, Sanders. Not, no, Noam Sanders. Noam Sanders, indeed. Yeah, I wasn't getting much from that. Sorry. You know, you have high aspirations in life to try to channel people, but you know, again, with my limited technical training, my survivalist upbringing, and frankly, my pension for life. This is about all I can do. So, uh, look, it's good to have you on because you're a woman. And uh, we don't, we, the one pitfall about our show is we don't have enough female voices on the show. And, and no, we're working on no that. There's no women even in your studio besides myself. Well, my, my wife, right, she was oh, here. Your, your uh, wife, she, had a, course, she stepped out because, you, you know, Jimmy's doing his Yeah, she went to go get thing. a pack of smokes. Right. And, you know, never comes back. Yep. But uh, she always comes back, uh, God, God willing. And, um, but it is good to have a female voice. On yeah, the show. so we'll That's ta- sure. talk about that. Well, so I talk about talk, the female experience. I'll talk about the female experience for a little while. It has been such a challenge these last few years to break through the glass ceiling that is paranormal activity. You know, it is a very male dominated industry, it's a lot of sexism. But I do believe that my particular avenue of corporate corporate paranormal activity is where I'm actually able to provide a woman's touch. These are lonely, lonely men and lonely women who have been putting their nose to the grindstone for decades, if not centuries. And I am simply there to provide an emotionally intelligent touch to communicating with their loved ones. I'd imagine also because, is it, uh, this might be wrong, but women outlive men for a couple of reasons. Well, like naturally, but also men are, are, have, a, have a greater proclivity for like dangerous activities. I would say so. Most of the people I talk to or I conjure are actually men. men so there's who have just died. more dead men. There's more, and, and I think there should be more, to be honest with you. Okay, so that's more an interesting dead men. swing. Do you have any, right, do you have any, like, do you harbor any resentments for, for men? No, you know, I think I had a com- complicated relationship with men in my early days. You know, my my father, you know, wouldn't let us, you know, see the light of day or perhaps even a sunbeam on a on a on a warm July afternoon. But um, you know, obviously, as you can see, I'm 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 a six seven woman, two hundred pounds, and you know, I'm a full figured woman, and I'm treated with respect most of the time. In I respect profession. you. Thank you for saying that. I have a commanding voice. I walk into a room and I obviously demand attention because I look, you know, I basically resemble a giraffe. And I'm able to eat leaves that are high up in trees. Other than that, I am completely 
at the forefront of my industry, but at the same time I have to work twice as hard as these stupid celebrity Chris Angel mind freak motherfuckers. With that, can you uh, do me a favor? Can you can you channel Ted Bundy? Ted Bundy, okay. Speaking of respect for women. Sure. Hey, Jimmy, how are you? Ted, it's, uh, good. how you doing? It's really good to be here. Um, You're I'm, Ted Bundy, the serial killer, right? Or are you the, the one and only Ted Bundy, yes. Um, I am, I, I've got about five minutes before I'm heading on a date. Um, and by date, it's a couple women in my freezer. But other than that, all good. Well, Ted, uh, Jesus Christ, I, I didn't really have any questions prepared. Uh, uh, you know, wh where are you currently? Currently, I'm in Nevada. I am speaking through uh, a medium, but I am still alive, in case you were wondering. And most people do say I do sound like Barack Obama a little bit. Right, I was going to say. Thank you. Wow, that was crazy. Yeah, did holy you feel shit. That? Holy I didn't even, shit, I, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ted, Ted Barack Obama. Ted, Ted Bun yeah. Barack Bundy, more like it. Jesus yes. Christ. Yes, yes, yes. That was amazing. Okay. Okay, so uh, do you, that takes gonna, a lot. Yeah, out of me. yeah, we're gonna wrap up soon. Do you do you have any um any last comments? I don't know. This has been a great episode, by yes, the way. Yes, I'd say if you or your loved ones in the tri-state area are seeking for some closure in your life, much like a lot of my clients, much like the fantastic Jimmy has today, I am available. Let's say six out of seven days of the week for about three to four hours a day in between usually one to five and you can reach me on my cell I'll list your number later or at my office in Montclair, New Jersey thank you so much for having me it's been great to be here and I'd just like to leave you with one thing when in doubt, trust Sapphire thank you so much Sapphire Sapphire Jade everybody, she's been a lovely lovely, lovely guest uh, this has been another episode of Hey How You Doing I'm Jimmy, uh, stay safe out there love you.